The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you longing for a place where hope, ideas, and new ways of thinking can arise? For nearly 50 years, Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, has been a gathering place where world-class teachers provide innovative educational experiences that cultivate extraordinary potential in us all. Join us either on campus or online. To learn more, visit eomega.org. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Empower Radio presents The Miracle of Healing with Lisa Campion. Meet healers, learn different modalities, and hear empowering stories of people on their healing journey. The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Lisa Campion. Hello, I'm Lisa Campion, and this is The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio, where we discuss all kinds of healing. This is something the world needs a lot of these days, right? Now more than ever. If you're new to my show, I'm so glad to welcome you. And if you've been listening for a while, then welcome back. So what would it be like if your life was actually yours? Um, how would it feel if you could heal your life and discover how everything that can feel right, even when circumstances are crazy and haywire? Um, today we're going to talk about um, about this concept of self-healing from um, authors and uh, Linda Martello Witset and her daughter, Alicia Witset. So we have a mother-daughter team today. It's super beautiful. And they're going to speak with us about how do we heal our whole self? What is healing? What is wholeness? And what happens when what's possible for us when we become fully conscious um, and discover the eternal side of us, the unbreakable side of us. We, and we're going to focus on topics like how healing really works. What, do, what is even does that mean? How do we learn how to write, ask the right questions about who we really are? And how can we draw on our inner resources so that we can take action, actions that reinforce our wholeness? So they wrote this incredibly beautiful book. Here it is. This life is yours. I thought it was sweet as anything and super powerful too. So welcome so much to the show, ladies. How are you today? Thank well, you. really grateful to be with you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. And I'm grateful that you wrote this book. It it really packs a punch and um, I found it very touching, very moving. I had to read it with a little box of, of tissues as I was crying and, mm. you know, at times. And there's something that's just so heartful and so real about um, about the work that you did, and I think especially because of your of the mother daughter connection between the two of you, and I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how you came to write it and how you came to write it together. Sure, sure, I'll go first because um, as a as an author already published, you know my publisher was pressing me to to get to another another book, mm -hmm. and uh, I had just within uh, the previous year and a half began working at Unity World Headquarters um, in charge of Silent Unity, which is Unity's 
24-7 worldwide prayer ministry. Mm. And of course, the number one reason people call and, and, and ask for prayer support is around some kind of healing. So for me, it was a topic that I wanted to delve into because when I write, it's for me, right? When I write, mm -hmm. it's for me. And then I was happy to share it with the world. So as I was beginning to, um, to intuit themes for the book, and I, I sat one day and was sharing with Alicia what was emerging, you know, what was starting to show up for me as some important messaging. Uh, I could see Alicia was like on the edge of her seat about it. And so, uh, you know, I asked her like what was going on with her around that. So Alicia, you can take it from here. Yeah, I, I had been, I really had dedicated the last five years to actively healing and and trying to determine what I needed versus what the outside sources were telling me I needed to do to, to be well. Um, so I was feeling really good and I had so many ideas and I was just kind of bouncing them off with her. And she turned to me and said, do you wanna write this book with me? And it, it was one of those, can I, can I do that? <laughs> and then, <laughs> yes, absolutely, I, I wanna do this. and. Um, it, it kind of seamlessly came together when we were discussing the outline, what we what we wanted, what was important to both of us. We were pretty in sync with that. But I think what you'll find in the book is that we have two very different perspectives. And that's kind of refreshing as well for readers. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was beautiful. And that that and that sort of the two of you together, maybe it, there was like a synergy that happened. I imagine that kind of like the what what was happened was greater than. Um, you know, than the parts were. I don't know. That certainly came yes. through in the book. Yes. For for one, we're two different generations, so we appeal to readers in different age groups, um, and and we did a lot of healing. You mm. know, not that we had a bad relationship, but there were you know there were things we hadn't spoken out loud to each other, right? That were very significant in each of our own um, you know development that um, were not easy to hear. And yet, um, wow, what breakthroughs, you know? Yeah. So we were living the topic, <laughs> of course, as we were prov providing or preparing messaging for the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, I think as spiritual teachers, we have to do that. You know, we have to like, we have to embody embody it. Um, exactly. And, and uh, you know, I have a mother, I am a, I have a mother, I am a mother of, a, of an adult daughter. And there was something I think um, beautiful about seeing, you know, you, you, I think you did a great job of revealing what was going on, being sort of transparent about what's going on between you as you were writing the book. Um, but it was, um, it had a lot of hope, hopefulness, like, you know, this, these things can be talked about and worked through and, um, and I've found the, the vulnerability and the honesty that you both talked about to be really beautiful. Mm. What was it like for you, Alicia, working with your mom on this? It was, you know, it was interesting because, because like I said, we are, we are very different. And I think we had to learn e each other's work styles. I think we knew a little bit, like I, I absolutely know um, that I'm more of a procrastinator and more of a creative, like go with the flow type. But I also was dealing with with illness that, you know, I wrote about that in the book as well, mm -hmm. that it really changed the way my writing process was. So I think for, for us coming together, we had to learn to 
respect each other for where we were at. Also, um, acknowledge and be appreciative of what the other's strengths are because my mom can just knock out a bunch of pages in writing and then I come in and I have all of these ideas and we, we kind of mesh them together. So um, it, it was fun. It was fun. It was challenging. Uh, but I think we we reached a whole nother level in our relationship that is beyond mother daughter, you know, mm -hmm. to have this partnership and be be so proud of this work that we're doing together. That's great. And, that, and really, um, thank you for sharing that. And, that. and I think that's the topic of your book is really about healing. And I I, I loved your definition of it. Um, I've been I've been working as a healer my entire life since I was 19 years old. And you talked about it in a way that was very beautiful and sort of new like it you mm. it made me think of things in a new way so i'm wondering if you can share linda a little bit about your what this concept of healing and how we go about it yes um you know before we define healing in this book we really kind of uh, we kind of un you know, disabuse uh, the readers of what we thought healing was about, right? Yeah. So we talk first about what healing is not, right? Because healing uh, has been described as a destination, right? As mm -hmm. as a as a journey that's going to get to a particular end point, something that we have to strive toward, right? And and it's a and we we uh, confuse healing with curing, you know that healing means an end to the symptoms or to the, you know, to the stated conditions that we've been experiencing, right? Um, and, and we change all that up. I mean, our own growing awareness is that the definition of healing that, that works for us is healing is realization of our ineffable, eternal, as you said, nature. Healing is an awakening to the reality of wholeness as our original and and eternal state of being, and that is ability to tune to tune beyond the circumstances, beyond what in unity we would say the appearance of things, right? Beyond the the relative experience to the absolute truth of our nature. Yeah, and you and Linda, you're a minister in the um, Unity Church. Yes. And um, can you talk in your first book? Tell tell us the title of your first book. The first book is How to Pray Without Talking to God. Yeah, I kind of want to read that one too. <laughs> um, so <laughs> tell tell us a little bit about Unity. For those of you who don't, I'm a big fan. I love that church. It's a fantastic. Um, organization but for those of us that don't know tell us a little bit and and there is like a lot of um, divinity in your book if you don't mind me saying sort of re yeah. referring yeah. sort of taking things back to the, the longest view we can and looking yeah. at sort of the, the the divine process of transformation that's going on within us all the time but can you share that part sure. a little bit? yeah and what's really um, important to know about unity is while there are unity churches, unity itself is not considered a church or a religious denomination, but a, a worldwide spiritual community. So spirituality includes, um, you know, people's faith traditions, but we, and it is based in Christianity 
the founders were Christian, in other words, but they taught a spirituality that was universal, principles right. that are true around the world and for all times. So um, when we when we refer to that, to unity uh, and to the G-O-D word, God, what we're really talking about is our true nature, which is that spiritual nature of us, right? Beyond the physical human beingness of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in unity, one of the greatest teachings is the power of our minds, right? That we transform our experience by the power of mind. And so that's, you'll see that throughout the book identified mm-hmm. as the principal way that we, um, that we work with ourselves as we mm-hmm. heal. Yeah, I like the connections that you made with the New Thought Movement, and um, I didn't know that it, I, I was wondering if that was closely aligned with unity, or you seem to bring in kind of your own um, um, version of the law of attraction with has to do with mind, and I'm wondering, Alicia, if you could speak about that part. I, th- I thought it was really beautiful, you know, to remind us that our state of being is, our, is related, our state of health is related to our consciousness, and we have some control over that, how, what we think. And can Absolutely. you speak about that a little? Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, what, what you will find that's different is, you know, we, we use things, we use familiar tools like affirmations and really focusing on the way that you speak to yourself, what you put out into the universe, you, you bring about, right? So that is the law of attraction. Uh, what is a little bit different is, the kind of fluffy or magical thinking (laughs) that you kind of tend to find when people are using that law of attraction saying, you know, I I am wealthy or I'm focusing on getting these certain things. We wanted to approach it in a way that was more accessible to what's really going on with you. So for instance, me, when I was sick in bed, you know, having really rough flare up days, it wasn't beneficial for me to say, I feel great. I am healthy. I am well, you know, I I couldn't, I couldn't reach that. So what Mm. can I reach? What, what tools can I use? And how can I remind myself that my permanent state is that health is that well being? even if I'm not feeling that in the moment. So it's, it's a lot about how, how you choose the affirmations, how you choose the words and how you choose uh, empower yourself to, to make your experience what it is, to not just be so focused on what is not working in your life. Be focused on what, what is great, what is happening in your life. That's, that's the power of the law of attraction. Yeah, there's a deeper level to it. And uh, Carolyn Mace, who's one of my my favorite healers and authors, she talks about how, you know, people can go into sort of the blamey, get sort of feel really blamed or victimized by their circumstances. Sometimes we're just sick because we're sick and we have health challenges or we have challenges in life, whatever they are, because we just do. And there's and that there's like that early stage of, like you said, that people knew to law of attraction that can feel very like, well, if I create my reality, well, you know, why am I creating this when, you know, what you're saying is we, we can't always change that, but we can change how we're responding to it or how we, what our reaction is to sometimes these bigger things in life um, that we, that we're, that we have, 
we're faced with as people, right? Yeah, it's the meaning making, right? Wouldn't you say, yeah. Mom? Like, what we have a choice in what we're going to make of that experience. And so, I think bringing that power back is what readers are going to find in this book to be be so helpful. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and we we invite the question why, or we address that question that is always right on the heels of something unwanted, right? We always say, why is this happening? And so that's part of the law of attraction for so many people. They've been taught that, you know, I'm the creator of my experience. And so mm-hmm. they believe that they've thought some, they've thought their way to this condition right. or they've done something. You know, in unity, we call it spiritual bypass. We just kind of don't want to deal with that. We just want to deal with what we want. And, uh, and so that misuse of the law of attraction to just say, well, I'm going to just say that I am where I want to be and just imagine it. And it's sort of like, you know, I'm not really dealing with what's right in front of me. And there's Mm -hmm. a way to deal with what's right in front of me, you know, intentionally and in a way that, that fosters my healing while not losing sight of the fact that uh, there's nothing there's really at heart nothing missing, wrong, or broken about me, even though I might feel like something needs to be addressed. That's a really critical piece of the whole thing. Seems really critical, and the, the way I love the way that you not only deconstructed the word, he, the word concept of healer, but also of wholeness. You know, and that it seems like that's what you were just talking about. That we are <clears throat> simultaneously simultaneously whole and also striving towards more wholeness. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that, Alicia? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and again, in my experience, I, I wanted to have a way to remind myself that I was whole in spite of the conditions, in spite of what was happening. And, and that's not, whether it's illness, whether it's grief, addiction, whatever you're going through, this is a human condition. We're all mm. going through it. Yeah. So to be able to connect to that divinity, to that inner divine, uh, whether people recognize that or not, that's what it is. It's it's coming home to to who you truly are. And for me, it just didn't make sense to say that I was this broken, sad thing because that wasn't the whole of my existence. You know, this was one little piece of me and putting that, putting that label, which sometimes I think labels are so damaging, putting that label of, of a chronic illness, which was given to me by a doctor. That was something that was given to me. That wasn't something that I claimed for myself. So I really pushed back. I pushed back really hard to, uh, to make sure that I didn't see myself as this just pitiful, sad being because of the, con- because of the human condition. So yeah. I think that's what it is. It's just what, what freedom for people to, to see that I have this whole life and this is my life and I'm choosing to live it the way I want to. And yeah, I've got this going on over here, but that's not everything. That's not who, it's not who you are. It's just what you were going through in the moment. Yeah. And, and Alicia mm-hmm. demonstrated this so beautifully, I, I could see as she was um, really determining in her mind, what's the distinction between what's going on, you know, what, what, um, you know, what I'm having to attend to, because it's, it's present, the symptoms are there, there's real, 
you know, in the world, real foot in front of the other things that have to be done in order mm -hmm. to, to foster well-being in the physical, right? In the physical dimension. And yet to be able to fully capably do that while not losing sight of wholeness, that's the key. And I want to just say something about this wholeness because while some of what we write might smack of sort of, you know, a, a divinity or a spirituality or religiosity for different readers or listeners, it's, it's a very simple thing for me to be, to say, speak of it in non-religious terms is to say there is an aspect of all of us that we tap into when we have a need for it or when we're in a heightened, you know, awareness state, like in a zone of creativity, for example, or in meditation where we can, we, we sort of pierce the veil of just the, the human only sort of outlook that we have. And we find the capacities in us to be noble, mm. to be nobler than we thought we could be, to be more generous, to be um, more gracious, to to um, rescue where rescue is needed, to right, mm. to be able to meet a need in a way that, you know, on a typical day we might not see we're capable of. But, you know, it's the proverbial a mom who's able to lift the vehicle off their child who's stuck right. underneath there. Where do we get that strength? We say, well, it was superhuman. Yet, yeah, it was that part of us that is the eternal of us. We all have it. It's just we get glimpses of it, but we can foster it as we're working on healing. And we can go to that recognition and that awareness, that realization more intentionally and make a practice of it so that it's more available to us, right? So mm. that the fullness of what we are actually becomes useful for our life. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's so, that's so beautiful. And um, I find it, there's a, to me, comforting. Um, I mean, I think what you're really talking about in a way is faith, you know, and faith, whatever faith tradition we have or spiritual tradition we have, for me, like faith is sort of the knowing or the feeling that even if I don't understand what's happening in the moment or I'm suffering in the moment there, that I trust that there's a bigger process, you know, mm -hmm. um, there's some sort of transformational process that I can't always see in the moment. Um, but that that's how I took what you were writing about. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And what are some of the practices? Like, where can we start if somebody wants to start this process? Where do we start? Go for it, Mom. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm leaving space because I could talk all day. <laughs> so we, we, have, we have many, many tools in this book. And Alicia already mentioned affirmations. That at mm -hmm. the end of each section, we propose a set of affirmations that are related to the content in that to help with the reader to recognize within themselves one of their spiritual capacities. We write in the unity tradition, we teach about 12 powers or 12 spiritual capacities. We have a chapter that includes all of them and write about some of the ways that those, those powers or capacities could actually be applied for our own healing. But then we have a entire chapter devoted to an alphabet of spiritual practices that, or, or, and practical practices, right. That can be done in 15 minute segments. Um, and they, 
Alicia likes to point out that they don't require you to go out and purchase a subscription or, mm. or props or right have to buy anything. They, there's something that you could do within the comfort of your own space. No matter your abilities, there's ways to adapt and adopt some of these practices, um, you know, for yourself. Um, but they're, they're, they're designed as ways for, for you to be able to interrupt the sort of default functioning. <laughs> right. Right. To be able to, to give yourself an intentional focus on, on wholeness for that short segment every single day. And a practice means you do it every day for a period of time, which builds spiritual muscle and right. mental muscle and emotional muscle because the feel-good chemicals that are populating in your system as a result of doing this little bit of discipline every day, it's sort of like a spiritual prescription to match the kind of medical prescriptions that so many people are, are needing to do routinely. If you can mm. think about it that way, you're prescribing for yourself a set of, of protocol to really focus on spiritual wholeness. I love that. I love that. And I love the little bit at a, a time and that kind of the, the um, power of the, the accumulation of discipline over time. And for me, I'm a, a student of the Kabbalah. That's my primary um, spiritual practice. And a lot of it is, uh, has for me now been about learning to kind of discipline my thinking and my feeling, um, you know, out of whining or complaining or feeling victimized or feeling sorry for myself, which is kind of my natural state if I'm not on it, <laughs> if I'm not constantly yeah. like monitoring um, what's going on in there, that's kind of my default, sort of <laughs> embarrassing to admit it, but it's true. Um, and so I, I find for myself that kind of discipline to be super, um, super important because we can't change the, you know, the craziness of life that we all go through, the, the challenges and opportunities that we all face in life. There's no really getting away from that, but we can. Um, I love, and I love that your tools are really, really practical and, and, and accessible to anybody. So how can people get your book? Where can they get more information on, on the both of you and, and buy your book? Well, you can go to the website, youaredivine.com, where you can um, read about the book. We also just have uh, added a study guide that is uh, a one-time purchase, a downloadable a PDF um, mm -hmm. that you can use if you're in a support group or a study group with other people, and you can work chapter by chapter through the book together, which really just amplifies the amount of usefulness of it for so many people, right? That's cool. Um, but the books are available on all the online booksellers as well. Um, and I know Amazon has it not only in print version, but also in audio version, like you can get it on uh, uh, an audible and also ebook. So mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty, pretty available in, in, in whatever way you best digest that That's information. Great. That's really good. And, and, um, and Alicia, if people wanted to find you, they could find you in the same at the same uh, website, youaredivine.com. Yep, you can find us on the website. Um, also, all social media. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. All is my name. And we also have a YouTube channel um, where we post little snippets uh, of teachings from the book as well. So, yeah, we hope you guys connect with us. Yes, mm -hmm. and and um, and 
And thank you so much, Linda Martello Witset and Alicia Witset, and your beautiful book, This Life Is Yours. Um, I hope everyone runs right out and gets it. I loved it. I really, really thought it was beautiful. Um, and on so many levels. So thank you so much for writing it and thank thank you so much for sharing it um, with us today and with the world in general. Well, we're grateful to have the chance to be with you and uh, to support all of you who really could benefit from it and share it with those you love. <laughs> And thank all of you guys for joining us today, um, for being here with us as we have this beautiful conversation. If you're looking for me, you can find me at my website, lisacampion.com. If you stop by and, and visit, I have a lot of free resources for all the sensitives and empaths and emerging psychics and healers. That's sort of the space that I work in. Um, and thank you for joining us today right here on um, the miracle of healing where we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on empower radio hello i'm dr stephen farber and i'm an author teacher psychotherapist and shamanic practitioner on my podcast healing for your soul I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.